0: Osternach, between his skates, on the backhand, cuts to the front, he scores! Boston opens the scoring in Game 5. Crew ramps it up now. Abs force the turnover, McKinnon all the way down, he scores! Nathan McKinnon with an empty net goal has just ended the St. Louis Blues playoff. Hopes! Nearly seven minutes gone here in the third overtime. Connor on a break, coming right side, he scores! Jets to the second round, a triple overtime winner. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: And we'll welcome you to another edition of Our Line Starts, fueled by Duncan, Liam McHugh, Keith Jones, Anson Carter. Let's We got a lot to talk about. We have three teams that are already into the second round of the playoffs. But let's start in the East because there's one team that is clearly head and shoulders above all the other teams right now in that division. And it's the Boston Bruins. They advance. They defeat the Capitals four games to one. Did you see this coming? I think a lot of us thought that the Boston Bruins would be very tough, that they could get past the Cavs. But, Jonesy, I'll start with you. Did you see this level of dominance coming? I
0: I did, just because Washington had so many question marks just before the playoffs arrived. You uh, you think back to Tom Wilson uh, against the New York Rangers and the distraction that that became. You think of Kuznetsov and Samsonov Samsonov uh, facing team discipline and then being on the COVID list. Um, Some injury issues included in that list of injured players was TJ Oshie. So there was some warning lights flashing before the series started. And when I look back on it, Boston just was all about business. Uh, They managed to get a split in Washington. The game two overtime win with Marchand's goal was really the turning point in that series. And then they carried that momentum and good discipline really throughout the rest of the series. And I think that was probably in my eyes what separated the two teams. Boston was just a smarter team a team that played with great urgency, but also was very focused and disciplined in their approach. So uh, I'm not shocked that Boston was able to get through them in five.
2: First of all, guys, you guys have have to excuse the deep V. All the rest of my shirts are in laundry right now. But I'm the opposite of Jonesy. I, I did not see this coming. I thought the Washington Capitals were a veteran group. And for all the reasons that Jones just talked about, I thought they were able to; they would be able to overcome all those issues because now it's the postseason, and that's exactly what they brought Coach Peter Laviolette to Washington to do to help guide this team to the first, the, the postseason. So I thought this Capitals group that had like Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson issues over the course of the regular season, I thought those guys would snap into it once the postseason started and they would get down to business. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case, and the Boston Bruins—they're rolling. You know, they had the distinct advantage with goaltending. Whereas last year in the bubble, they did not. So this year I thought their goaltending was a significant difference over what the Washington Capitals brought to the table and they're able to close that series out pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. Boston Bruins, the uh, two stacked lines, top line, second line, Uh, David Pasternak with that brilliant goal in the closeout game. They beat their former teammate Zdeno Chara. Uh, Boston looks spectacular right now. And even better for Boston right now is the fact that, guys, the Islanders and the Pens, that could be a seven-game series. And these two teams are going to beat each other up while the Boston Bruins sit there and wait. But Anthony is going to make you feel a little more comfortable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, let's talk about
1: another team, though. Let's move it to the West. Uh, Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup favorite in the preseason then we got to the beginning of the postseason they were the Stanley Cup favorite once again made light work of the St. Louis Blues Anson I'll start with you what is it going to take to slow down Colorado and really make them work and make them earn these wins I think it'll come down to
2: injuries (laughs) I think that's the one X factor that could slow them down because what I've seen after the first round I've been so impressed, and I'm not quite sure if anyone could slow them down. Vegas out there has finally uh, developed a lot of scoring now among all four lines that they had during the regular season and really plagued them last year in the postseason. And to start this postseason, they had those same issues. But I don't think teams could slow down Colorado. As long as you have Nathan McKinnon in that top line, you have the depth they have in the blue line, you have the goaltenders there in Grubauer and Dubnik if he has to come in, Uh, I'm not quite sure anyone could slow them down. The one thing that slowed them down last year in the postseason was injuries. Their number one netminder went down. They still didn't have Eric Johnson. But right now, Liam and and Jonesy, I don't see a team slowing them down. And the last thing, too, I'm impressed by the deep V you have, Liam. I'd be more impressed if I saw Jonesy have the deep V as well. It would be nice.
0: I, I don't have a big enough chest there. I don't want to show it off there. He's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it well hidden. I don't want people getting too crazy watching. But uh, the Avalanche play that uh, Anaheim Ducks deep V there. Wasn't that the V that won them the uh, championship back in the day? The flying V, yeah, we'll go with that. But uh, I, the one thing I think that can slow the Avalanche down is playing a team – like Vegas. I, I'm, I'm hoping that those two meet up. I mean, I, I do think that obviously there's a very easy argument that either of those teams could win the Stanley Cup, and they were both terrific teams during the regular season as well. I'd love to see Pacioretty back. I think that would uh, be a key uh, factor if the Avalanche and the Golden Knights do meet. Uh, that goal scoring and skating ability are going to be really important in matching up against Colorado, but when you force them to play in their own end, you can have some success against them. And I've been caught up in Colorado a couple other times in the playoffs as well, including, I think last year or the the previous season where they blew through the Calgary Flames who actually were a higher seed at that time and looked like they had all kinds of momentum. And all of a sudden the tide turned and they were quickly uh, gone in my eyes as a Stanley cup championship type team to a team that was out in the second round. So you know, St. Louis was really beaten up. And that was not a, uh, a team that, uh, you know, St. Louis was previously. That was a different-looking Blues team. So um, I would be uh, cautious if I was an Avalanche fan. I'd be excited because they are the most exciting team to watch in the league. But that doesn't always mean Stanley Cup championships. So they're going to have to prove a little more to me. And I'm hoping that it's going to be against Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
1: Vegas. If we look at Colorado and any team that's beat up or that's exhausted is going to have a really difficult time against them concerning their team's speed. Uh, we saw that on display with Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr. Uh, speaking of speed, I want to remind everyone. The Indy 500. You can experience the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indy 500, Sunday, May 30th on NBC. Smoothest transition ever. <laughs> right. Second round, three teams already advanced to it. So here are their updated odds, courtesy of our friends at Points Bet. Uh, let's start with the Colorado Avalanche because came in as the odds on favor. They're now at plus 250. Boston Bruins sitting there at plus 500. The Winnipeg Jets are the other team that is through right now. They swept the Oilers. The Winnipeg Jets are at plus fifteen hundred. Hmm. I, I would say that this Jets team, with what they can do offensively, potentially they're getting some guys healthy, like hmm. healers back, and the fact that they have Connor Hellebuck in goal. I don't know how you guys feel about, and Joe, I'll start with you. To me, that's an interesting proposition. There, you can give them at plus fifteen hundred.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a fair bet. I mean, and that's what you're looking to do, especially when you're looking at future bets. There's a lot of things that have to happen for even the avalanche to win the cup. I wouldn't be betting, you know, 200 or 100 bucks to win 350 on the avalanche. We all know it's like next to impossible to win that Stanley Cup. And a lot of great things have to happen for you to do that. So uh, I would not advise anybody does that. Uh, If you wanted to take a chance, uh, Winnipeg would be a, a team that you would get fair value for. And that's what you're looking to try to do whenever you're trying to handicap it. Do I expect them to win the Stanley Cup? No, um, but they do have Connor Halabak, and we watched what he can do against Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. He was fabulous against the Edmonton Oilers, and two of the, the two top players in the NHL that happen to play on the same team, uh, who are again out of the playoffs now. So it's not like uh, Winnipeg hasn't slayed a couple giants already. So as an underdog pick, it's fair value. I would say go for it, but. Uh, uh, don't bet the whole mortgage on it.
2: <laughs> Jones, you'd also say too, they probably are the easiest path to get to that final four than some of those other teams. Uh, because as I continue to watch this North division, just like the regular season, the postseason is showing exactly the same thing. I watch some of these other divisions and I know Montreal now that they're going to have, I guess if it gets the game six, 2,500 fans, but it's totally different level of hockey. You don't have fans in the building. Plus yep. they don't really play that much defense in that division either. So when you're looking at chance of getting to that Final Four, I think the Winnipeg Jets have as much of a chance as anyone to, to get there. Whether or not they win the Stanley Cup, like you mentioned, a lot of things have to go right for you and fall into place. I'm not quite sure if they're going to get that far. However, I like a lot of value. I like bargains. So that would be my team, I think, to pick if I want to get a bargain.
0: You got a good deal on that shirt you got on there, I can tell.
1: <laughs> that is true. Who certainly... knows a bargain? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely does. No, it, it, it's a fundamentally flawed division. They don't play a lot of defense, and the team that looked like the clear-cut favorite was the Toronto Maple Leafs, and already they're with their captain John Tavares. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's an interesting choice if you want to, you know, throw a little down, watch the Jets. Why not have a little fun with it? Now that series, though, the fact that they swept the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, I don't think anyone looked at the Edmonton Oilers and said this is their year. They're going to make a run. They're going to win the Stanley Cup. But nobody looked at the Oilers and said they're going to go winless and be out of the playoffs six days after they entered the playoffs. So the Jets are through, but answer, we'll start with you. The biggest takeaway from that four-game sweep for you is what? Is
2: once again, Edmonton Oilers don't have enough complimentary pieces around Leon Dreisidel, now Darnell Nurse and Connor McDavid. I mean Darnell Nurse almost played 60 minutes last night. It was insane. He was an essential worker in that game. He was always out there, nonstop action. And there's only so much dry saddle McDavid could do. You know, you watch his reaction after one of those goals are scored. He's on the bench, like, shaking his head like, like, are you serious? Like, if you could throw around, like, swear words, you know, on this podcast, I would have dropped a few swear words too after what he was saying to himself on the bench. So they, there's only so much those two players could do, and I think that's the predicament they're in when – players get paid huge money before they win. It becomes difficult then to put those pieces around them. If you kind of look at those other teams that have won and guys have gotten paid afterwards, like the Kopitars and the Dowdies and the Kane, the Taves and the Crosbys and the Malkins, they won their championships first. And then those guys got paid, but it was the total opposite with the Edmonton Oilers. And I think that's why it's, it's that much more important for the Avalanche now to win the cup this year because Landis deals up. They're got to pay McCarr. And then Nathan McKinnon's up pretty soon, too. Like, how long can you keep the band together? I think it's going to be very tough for the
1: Fs. A little bit easier to recruit to Chicago and L.A. than it is to Edmonton.
2: (laughs) That, too. However, I have played in Edmonton. Playing in Edmonton is actually a pretty fun city, so I I can't say anything. Winnipeg, I can't speak for but Edmonton, it's a great place to play. When you're a visitor going to Edmonton, it feels like you're landing on the moon, Liam. (laughs) It's dark. It's cold. there's snow, like there's nothing to do, but when you live there, it's actually a pretty fun place to play. Really <laughs> selling <it. laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. So if I look back on that series, the one thing I take out of it is really what Anson just touched on. They, they don't have the depth and they really don't have the depth on their blue line. Uh, I think that's an area where having Darnell nurse and the way that he's developed into a star certainly is going to help them in the future, but they need, they need multiple pieces around him and every team that i look at before the playoffs start and have a you know belief that they're going to advance they usually have a very good core on the back end and edmonton does not have that they had a veteran goaltender mike smith that fought really hard this year i have great respect for the, how hard he battles but he's not in the prime of his career and uh, they they would need a little more help at that position as well so Depth is always going to be an issue there. The two superstars, I thought, were going to go a lot further this year, though, than they did, uh, especially in that division, which we've talked about earlier. There's not a whole whole lot of defense going on there. But give Winnipeg credit. They they shut them down with a lot of guys that don't have recognizable names uh, on their blue line, and that's an area that Winnipeg had to entirely revamp over the last couple of seasons, and they've kind of taken – misfit toys from all over the place and fit them in and made a decor out of it with the exception of Josh Morrissey, who is a stalwart back there. But uh, Paul Maurice pulled some rabbits out of his hat and he just did a great job in finding a way to beat Edmonton out. Winnipeg deserves all the credit in the world. But I think if Edmonton looks back at it, they're going to continue to think that they need to balance out their lineup and find some different players that can get in there and allow them to continue to advance.
2: So, Jonesy, what you're saying is they found their defense from the same place where I bought this shirt?
0: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yep. yes. I think, I think right. their defense were a little more expensive, though, but uh, i am just saying.
1: <laughs> All right, you'd have to say at this point, Evans and Oilers' clear-cut biggest disappointment so far in the playoffs, but let's take it to the other side, the most impressive team. It's time now for the cold brew check, fueled by Duncan – All right, Winnipeg's through. I don't think anyone's going to call them the most impressive team so far in the playoffs. It basically boils down to the two teams we spoke about at the beginning, the Boston Bruins or the Colorado Avalanche. Which team, for your money right now, has been the most impressive team this postseason? Jonesy, you start.
0: I'm I'm going with Boston, and I'm happy for them because they deserve it after last year. They were such a great team prior to the pandemic. Uh, they never regained that traction when the play resumed. A lot of it had to do with Tuca Rask and, you know, situations that uh, did not allow him to really focus on what he needed to do in the bubble. And he eventually went home. Um, that was a big factor. They just never got the pace of their game back to where it was prior to the break. They were miles ahead of everybody. So I'm, I'm just happy that they found their game this year and that they played to their potential And have a chance now to make up for what happened last year, which really, of course, had nothing to do with them. It was out of their hands. So um, Boston was really impressive. Charlie McAvoy on the back end, extremely impressive what he was able to do. And the number of changes that have happened on the Bruins back end uh, and the way that they filled in those holes has been really impressive as well. So I'll, I'll go with the Bruins.
2: And I would have to say the abs, Jonesy. I would say there wasn't a team or there hasn't been a team so far that's entered this postseason with higher expectation in the abs and expectations could be an anchor or you could use it as rocket fuel. And just from watching what they've done so far against the St. Louis blues, it's been rocket fuel for that team. They're definitely motivated. They're fired up. They didn't like the way things ended in the bubble last year. You heard it in Nathan McKinnon's post game presser last year that he was pissed off. He wasn't very happy with the way things ended and he's on a mission this postseason. I didn't think, he could be as good as he was last year. This year, I think he's even better. And now the pieces around him are even better. And we're not even talking about Nazem Kadri getting suspended for eight games. Like they're not even missing him right now. So when he comes back at some point during this postseason, I think he'll be motivated to to to, to prove that he's a big piece of that team, just like how we saw Steven Stamkos come back after injury and have that one big period or shift, whatever you want to call it, to say, "Hey, guys, I'm still part of this team." I think Cadge will probably do the same thing when he comes back. So I'm going to say that the ABS right now are the most impressive team for me so far after the first round.
1: Yeah, and you remember Nathan McKinnon was actually banged up right at the end of the regular season. And then Mm -hmm. we're into the postseason. He's full speed ahead. He's already got nine points, six goals, and the ABS are into the second round. And that was cold brew check fueled by Duncan. This season, be sure to grab a cold brew for game time because where there's hockey, there's Duncan. And that'll do it for this podcast. The three of us have to get ready to be on TV, which means, Anson, you have to do something about that V neck. Cover it up, my friend. I want to leave you guys
2: with one thing
1: quack, quack, quack. Bringing it the whole way. (laughs) Flying V into the quack. Quack, quack, Kids are going to love this. This will be the only podcast they ever watch. They're still not going to watch it. But if I put it right in front of them, they'll turn it off. The
2: Flying V. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The Flying V brought to you by Anson Carter is great stuff. We'll see you next time on Our Line Starts Fueled by Dunkin'. Take care. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate.